there, everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rancho. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going? Going good. Yeah. Are you still on the outside of sports? I'm still on the outside of sports. On Don't know a thing about it. Outside looking in, and that is the premise of the podcast. It's set up well. Yeah. yeah. So let's open the door for our listeners and sure. you. Come on in. Yeah. Let's yep. talk some sports. Yeah. Except for me, I'm not going to talk sports because yeah. I don't know much about sports. You'll make kind of pithy comments about the sports. Yeah. Like yeah. kind of funny, not really. Like, yeah. well, funny, but also showing a lack of understanding. And, right. and also sometimes I would say uh, bring a viewpoint of someone who doesn't who doesn't follow sports. Like, well, that's kind of odd. Right. Yeah. I should say he's the big selling point for the podcast. Whenever I tell people about my podcast, they're just like, oh, like, whoa, like a sports whoa. podcast. Ouch. Podcast. Ouch. Whenever Joel talks about his podcast. Whenever I tell people about our podcast. (laughs) Thank you. No one's ever mistaken it for Joel's. Right. uh, That's a fact. And I I tell them the selling point is just how much shit we give you. Right. And their (laughs) eyes light up. And they go, what? You're making fun of Joel for a half hour a week? Uh, I'm in. Well, is it free? Uh Uh-huh. What do (laughs) I do? I say SoundCloud. Yeah. When no one, when you guys aren't around, <laughs> sure. Refer to it as my podcast. I don't think of it as being my podcast. When but Phil, it's just easier when when Phil and I aren't around. I'm not convinced you exist. <laughs> no, like you just show up for this and then disappear. In yeah, the cloud. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're here when I'm here, but when I'm not here, you're not here. It's right. like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Either way, I, <laughs> what I was gonna say, that's fine. Was like when you tell people like, oh, we do a sports podcast, they're always like, oh, and I'm like, but the thing is, my friend Phil knows nothing about sports, and he comes on and has funny things to say, and then they go like, oh, that's good to the premise, yeah. or else it's just another sports talk show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what separates us from the the Jim Romes of the world. Sure. Yeah. Well, among other things. <laughs> yeah. Among other things. I would say our drops not as good. Right. That's probably. I think our drops are better. Look, let's not make this about the drops. We make right. our drops from scratch. No, we, from a drop box. Yeah. yeah. There's a drop box. You press the button, the drop plays. Right. Yeah. The drop box was made from scratch. Although I just I just got a, I just got, I hate to say this, we got a cease and desist letter. We have to change the name of it. We're oh, getting yeah. sued by oh, Dropbox. We can't oh, Dropbox. Oh, no. I'm so upset you're introducing this right now. That's so drop, drop bin, I thought maybe. Ugh. So on the show today... Yep. We have quarterback Josh McCown, who yep. just signed a new contract. Is that correct? $6 million, one-year contract with, with the New York Jets. Nice. Ooh. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That and New York media. Yeah. Is he going to be the starter? Uh, I don't think he's penciled in. Because they got, uh, was it, Geno? Geno Smith? Yeah. Is he going to wear a starter jacket? I don't think so, because it's oh, not 1996. That's too he bad. Might, he yeah. might after this job. Sure. When he's yeah. at Goodwill. There we go. Well, that's, uh, I mean, a lot of people might find this a bit odd because Josh McCown has has played for a number of teams and never been good. No. $6 million, you know, it's it's a bit of an oddity that he'd be getting that. So Just below serviceable, I'd say. Not, yeah. Not quite. You'd want to, you, you want to call him serviceable. He's, he's a guy that. you feel really good about having as the number three quarterback in your depth chart. Oh, that's a little harsh. Yeah, I can't, I can't go quite there. You feel okay about him as a two, but if he's your three, you're like, wow, we have depth at quarterback. Well, do we have a wide world of weird sport? You're goddamn right we do. Yeah. Tom Brady, update, watch, update. Tom Brady, update, watch, update, brought to you by... The Brady Bill. Get your gun in three days with the Brady Bill. <laughs> Previously on the Tom Brady update, watch, update. 
Brady's jersey went missing from the Patriots locker room after the Super Bowl, which set off an investigation that stretched from Boston to the border. Bees. All right. The Mexican uh, media executive suspected of stealing Brady's jersey. Exactly. Wow. An exec. C-level. He went to the Super Bowl as a working journalist, but spent the week collecting selfies and autographs from football greats and boasting to co- colleagues that he was there as a fan. Wow. wow. Okay, so a Mexican journalist who were in Houston for the game interacted with Martin uh, Mauricio? Uh, sure, Mauricio. Why, why are you showing Mauricio? up to Phil? Well, basically, Phil's going to be that much better at pronouncing Spanish than any of us. I say Phil is the most erudite of I us. I would say so. Mar- uh, Mauricio. All right. My guess. I guess, you know, you say ain't too much. That's true. What? And misspell there. No, I'm kidding. That's I, that's, I that's slander. Yeah, I know that, that's slander. I say ain't too much. Oh, ain't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Max, uh, so basically, uh, he's in. He's in there for the game. Oh, uh, Mauricio. Oh, we're gonna call him Ortega. That's his last name. Okay, Ortega. <laughs> Mister Ortega. I was. I was. I got tripped out in the middle name pronunciation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's the former director of the tabloid La Pranza. And he told uh, someone told uh, the Mexican journalist told the Associated Press that he brought multiple NFL memorabilia items to the game, including a Kurt Warner jersey he hoped to sell to Kurt Warner Whoa. for thousands of dollars. Yikes. Kurt Warner was a former Super Bowl winning quarterback. Phil, wow. do people buy up their own memorabilia? OJ Simpson didn't that isn't that what he got the kidnapping charges for he trying to get, get his own memorabilia? He to get it, it was back. stolen from him. Uh, he was not offering to purchase it. Oh, why he's in the clink now? Sure. Uh, so this is uh, from a one uh, person who covered the game for the Mexican Daily, El Universal. Mm-hmm. When I met him, he was carrying a football helmet, and he was bragging about having the signatures of former Super Bowl MVPs. And he was a little disappointed that Marshall Falk refused to sign it. He also <laughs> said that he was not there to work. Quote, there are people here to do that. Yeah. Working with U.S. investigators, Mexican authorities obtained a search warrant and recovered the jersey March 12th along with another Brady jersey that disappeared after the 2015 Super Bowl. Whoa. Along with a helmet belonging to Denver Broncos player uh, was also discovered. So Uh, he had had signatures from Super Bowl MVPs in this helmet? uh, Well, okay, so it was Von Miller's helmet who was the MVP of the 2016 Super Bowl. Ortega may have tried to sell it. A memorabilia, memorabilia dealer told the AP on Tuesday that Ortega once asked him how much the helmet would be worth. And and uh, Marshall of the the Rams didn't sign it. Yeah, Marshall Falk. Yeah. Well, the, you really can't fault him for that. So ah, boo. <laughs> a Mexican government official confirmed that the warrant targeted Ortega, and the search was at his home. Speaking on the condition of an anonymity because of the sensitivity of the case. Sure, sure. The official said an agreement was reached for an unspecified victim in the U.S. not to press charges in exchange for the jersey's return. Yeah. Okay. Un- unspecified victim. Arturo Palafox, the sports editor for the newspaper uh, 24 Horas, I'm going to guess Hours. Horas. Yeah. 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 H-O-R-A-S. Yeah, that's it. 24 Hours. 24 Horas. I think Oras. it's Spanish. I don't understand. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see the connection. to 24. Okay. So 24 yeah. Hours. Sure. That's odd. Said he talked to Ortega frequently in Houston, uh, both in the media center and while riding the shuttle to and from the hotel. Mm-hmm. He was surprised that someone with the rank of newspaper director would be covering the Super Bowl as a reporter. He told me he was there to work. Oh, that he was there not to work, but as a fan, and that he had asked them for vacation from work to spend it at the Super Bowl week, and that he'd attended 20 of them. He said he was carrying a bag containing a past Super Bowl jersey worn by Warner and an Emmett Smith book. 
He showed me Warner's jersey with his signature and told me a story about how Warner was surprised that he was in possession of the item. Sure, because it was stolen. <laughs> he said he planned to gather interest from Warner to sell him the jersey for $8,000. Huh. An official at OEM, the publishing company that owns La Pranza, said Ortega was not part of its Super Bowl coverage, and the company had no idea he was there. Oh, dear. However, La Pranza published at least six articles in Ortega's name from Houston during the Super Bowl, including one about Brady being MVP. The official said Ortega ordered staffers back in Mexico City to write the articles and use his byline. That. That sounds about right. My you, experience with editors would be that, yeah, that's exactly that the just sort of bust. You know, if thing. you want to steal memorabilia to enrich yourself, that's your problem. You want to piss on journalistic integrity. That's <laughs> right. my problem. Hashtag fake news. Yeah. Uh, but it's a familiar story, apparently. What happened with LaPranza was just because he was the director, he didn't have to consult anybody. Basically, he got away with it because he was in charge. That yeah. happens. Yeah. It wasn't immediately clear how many Super Bowls Ortega or attended, but the NFL said it found that he was credentialed at least as far back as 2005. Oof. A credentialed member of the media has access to prominent athletes and latitude to enter behind-the-scenes places in the stadium. Ortega was also seen at Super Bowl auctions the week of the big game. Mexican media has reported that Ortega's basement was full of NFL and other sports memorabilia. Palafox said Ortega mentioned in conversation... He didn't tell me exactly what he had. He just said back home he had a lot of stuff. Oof. So it sounds like this guy basically goes to the Super Bowl, steals jerseys, and then shakes people, takes the owners of the jerseys down for money well after you'd think that that would make any sense. What's weird about it is why don't you just sell to like fans? Or eBay. Yeah. Just or go eBay. on eBay and highest bidder. Also, here's the thing. I don't know how, I mean, you got to have a better fence than that. Yeah, your plan is to try and sell it back to Court Kurt Warner. This is not, but he's I maybe mean, this is not exactly Ocean's Eleven right here. He's an unsuspecting journalist. Maybe that's why he thought, "Hey, Mister Warner, I'm just a journalist who happened upon this jersey with your signature on it. It's the one you wore in the Super Bowl in 2000." You mean my missing jersey? <laughs> I'll buy that from you. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. NBA getting tough on hypocrisy of the regular season. <laughs> oh, that's going to be tricky for them. <laughs> Subheadline, in most sports, the superstars want to play. <laughs> ah. So there's a lot of layers here. Sure. Yeah. Basically, everybody's wrong. <laughs> in a memo sent out to NBA owners this week, Puppet Commissioner Adam Silver called the practice of teams resting marquee players, quote, an extremely significant issue for our league. So basically what's happened is teams have figured out the regular season doesn't matter. Sure. So on any given night, they might just rest all of their good players mm. and essentially lose a game on purpose because it doesn't matter. Well, that's it seems like a good tactic. Right. Unless you're, unless you're the NBA that, scheduled, uh, that sold your rights to say ABC for these awesome primetime Saturday night games. Oh, yeah. 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 And then like deodorant companies and car companies and car insurance companies are pretty antsy right, about like, it. They're like, what the heck, guys? I'll tell you what, Jordan, before we continue, I got a great solution to this. Yeah? What's that? Play fewer regular season games. Right. Well, the NBA did already cut down uh, on preseason games. 
and they added a week to the regular season. They cut like a week off the preseason game-wise, or two weeks off the preseason game-wise. They added a week to the regular season while maintaining the number of games to try to get them more rest. Mm -hmm. But this issue uh, apparently will be a prime topic of discussion at the NBA Board of Directors meeting April 6th in New York in a conference room that always double books them and the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Silver warned of significant penalties for teams that don't abide by the league's standing rules to provide, quote, notice to the league office, their opponent, and the media immediately upon determination that a player will not participate in a game due to rest. Of course, this is a load of crap. Well, of course, as with everything in the NBA, this really only applies to five or six teams and a total of 10 to 12 players. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he doesn't care who a majority of the teams bench or if a majority of those teams even play on any given night. Sure. But it doesn't stop there. Silver states that it is unacceptable for owners not to be involved and defer decision-making on this topic to others in the organization. Like, I don't know. The coaches. <laughs> Makes no, no, sense. No, no, no. It's the owner, a guy who made his money in real estate, not years of playing and studying the game of basketball, who should be involved in game time personnel decisions. By the way, this, so basically this guy is saying the owner needs to dictate who plays and who doesn't, right? Yeah. This is hearsay. <laughs> hearsay. This is heresy. <laughs> that sounds better. Yeah. Thank you. This is heresy and actively fought by commissioners of every other sports league. <laughs> I believe it. Every yeah. other sports league is like, owners, no, you don't get to make personnel decisions. Yeah, right. You're an owner. You stay away. Yeah. This is Adam Silver saying, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't leave it to your coach to decide who's going to start. <laughs> your coach will make sensible decisions based on things like anatomy and physiology. <laughs> you see, it's the general manager's physicians, and coaches who Silver says may not have the, quote, same awareness of the impact these decisions can have on fans and business partners, the reputation of the league, and perception of our game. Oh, this man. seems very obvious. I would love love to be the owner of, like, the Philadelphia 76ers. No, you wouldn't. Uh, no, but then just, <laughs> just to send that email, like, every single time, like, just want to let you know... <laughs> Darko Milicek not getting in the game tonight. <laughs> just, just We've decided to bench him. So you're doing that basically to piss off Adam Silver uh -huh. with the amount of emails he's going <laughs> to yeah. get every right. day. My so nephew Dan, not going to be <laughs> playing this evening. <laughs> so this kind of started uh, recently. The Cleveland Cavaliers decided to rest their big three. That's LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Lug for a, uh, Kevin Lug. Kevin Love for a game against the L.A. Clippers. Freudian slip. Yeah. What a lug. <laughs> that is, guy moves around pretty clumsy, doesn't he? He is a lug. Yeah. Uh, against the Clippers on Sunday, people who ponied up the dough for tickets to see LeBron while he was in town were treated to a less than competitive 108-78 to loss. Primetime, Saturday night, ABC Game of the Week. Oof. Uh, Their team won. They shouldn't be that upset. Well, the, Cl the Clippers won. Yeah. Well, well this was this was in Cleveland. No, they were visiting the Clippers. Well, that's what I'm saying. But fans come out to see the star player, you know. Mm -hmm. And while well, their team won, yeah, you should, you not a competitive game. Be happy about the the win. That's true. Uh, Cleveland's general manager David Griffin said the league called him shortly after the team announced its decision. But the GM also said it's not his job to appease the league and its television partners. Yeah, they're paying me to win a championship. Griffin mm -hmm. told ESPN. Sure. Yeah. I'm not overly concerned with the perception of it. We literally had one guy rest tonight, 
and everybody else was reasonably injured. So I don't feel like we did anything terribly egregious. Oh, no, don't be coy. <laughs> I was with you till you started the bullshit about how your players are injured. They are not. Reasonably injured. No, yeah, no. Yeah, to paraphrase that statement, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the second consecutive week that this has happened. As a week earlier, the Golden State Warriors sat Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, and Andre... Oh, gosh, I can't pronounce Iguodala. it. That's it. For their Western Conference showdown with the San Antonio Spurs. Because it's a big matchup, but who the fuck cares? We're going to be playing till June. Yeah. Um, Puppet Commissioner Adam Silver is basically reaping what he helps so yeah. this is the culmination of over 30 years of relying on eight or ten players to market your league and doing everything in your power to make it not about the team but the individual mm-hmm. um, also having half of your league make the playoffs yeah maybe problematic not sure helping having them all be seven game series not helping uh, Stephen Curry told ESPN that he made his decision as a way to navigate the team's stretch of eight games in eight cities in 13 days, including two cross-country flights. Yeah, but it's not about concussions. <laughs> They're just tired. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have hard jobs. Guess what? So do a lot of pro athletes. They still play. That's yeah. why I think everyone's fucking wrong here. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Adam Silver, incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Players punking out. No, no, you're paid to play a game. Uh, right. You know what? I side with the players. At the very least, you do have to acknowledge that, like, the uh, the wear and tear on their joints, because uh, they're they're running well, up and down on, like, a guess hard what? surface. I'm just saying, every pro... How is this only a problem in basketball? Every other sport, there's a ton of wear and tear, and yeah. guess what? People just deal with it. Right. <laughs> they just have shorter careers. Phil doesn't like waking up in the morning and going to work for 14 hours, but he does. <laughs> because people need internet. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Joining us now on the podcast is brand new New York Jets quarterback, Josh McCown. Josh, it's great to have hey, you. Hey, Josh. Hey, y'all. How's it doing? How's it doing? How's it going? It's going good. It's going well. It's yeah. going very well for you. You've just signed a new contract with the Jets. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep playing quarterback, you know. You don't we, sound very excited. No, you don't. What's the deal, man? No, well, it's just, you know, uh, well, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but... Uh, Boy, it just seems a little odd to me because, I mean, I keep telling myself, you know, hey, maybe it's time for me to hang up the cleats, you know? No, uh, well, no, no. I, I keep playing until you're, you're done with the game. You know, play until you, your well, sure. enthusiasm well, has well, left. Well, the here's game. the thing is that I think, uh, <laughs> boy, I was I was maybe done with the game about 10 years ago. You what? Know? Yeah. 10 years? Uh, you, if you... I'm being completely honest with you, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have followed much of my career. A uh, little, little bit. It has not gone so well, you know. Uh, I, I, we tend not to win a lot of games in the teams that I'm on. Oh you know? yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Well, I know, like, and we have, we're looking at some of your stats here. Over the past three seasons as a starter, you are two and twenty. Yeah, that's. I I'd honestly forgotten about the other one. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just remembered the one win. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, if I'm being completely honest with you, I was ready to go ahead and you know retire because. You know, I've made quite a bit of money. I think it's more than enough that uh, that I can sit on. I got maybe uh, open a car dealership. Yeah, I got a ranch in Texas. I got I got a few investments. You know, I can just sort of put my feet up, hang out with my wife, and cruise. Well, why haven't you done it? That's an option you have. Well, it's just that. Well, someone comes and tells you they'll give you six million dollars to play another season of football. It's kind of hard to turn that down. 
You know? I, I, I mean, I that, guess yeah. so. I if mean, I'm it, being completely honest with you, I don't think this is a great move for the Jets. Uh, well, I mean, on, on the roster, there's Christian Hackenberg uh, yeah. from Penn State and Bryce Petty. So I guess it's not entirely clear who's going to be the starter yet. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I feel like uh, the only way I'm going to be the starter is if it turns out the team is really bad and then and then I'll start games uh, and probably lose them, if I'm being honest with sure. you. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because that's just sort of that's how, that's how things have well, gone. I mean, but also speaking. I think that's a bad attitude maybe to take into this. I mean, maybe if you have a more positive attitude. Hey, listen, Jordan, why don't you go 2-20 and 20 over three years and then start talking to me about having a bad attitude? Oof, that's a good point. That would give you a bad attitude. Yeah. I guess I guess all I'm saying is it's just I don't know I I, I don't know that I ever really liked football that much. Never. What you're yeah. an NFL quarterback? How do you even get to this position without having a great love for the game? Well, to be honest with you, you know I was I was the starting quarterback in the JV team, you know, and they played on Thursdays, which worked out great for me because I was second chair trumpet in the marching band, and I was really enjoying that. Sure. So wait, you, then, you you played JV football so you could be so you could play on so Thursdays here, so I could play trumpet, which was really at, 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 at the varsity the games. games. Well, yeah, because and I. Wow. I Wow. I like being in the marching band, you know? A lot yeah, of a lot of my friends from chess club are in the marching band. Chess club? Okay. Yeah. I like chess club a lot, sure. you know? But then I'm kind of a tall guy and, and uh, you know, uh, decent arm strength. And, uh, you know, and then one of the guys in the varsity team got hurt. Next thing I know, I'm starting. And we went, uh, we went three and seven, you know? So not great. Not great, yeah. But then... Then, you know, all these college scouts started coming around, and they started recruiting me, and it was like, well, I'm not going to turn down a scholarship. No, I mean, a no, scholarship, that's an not. education. Yeah, because the chess scholarship did not come through. <laughs> uh, sure. So, so, yeah, so then... You know, those are really competitive, though. Yeah, yeah they are, are you know. Yeah. Well, people tell me so are the football scholarships. Anyway, point being, I played in college, and then I was about ready to hang it up and, you know, start my start my job as a mechanical engineer. Because uh, I love tinkering with stuff. You know, I was looking forward it's to that. It's a great field. It's a great then, career path. Then I get a call from a guy who tells me he's my agent. Uh, I don't remember hiring one. Huh. Tells me I've been drafted to what? the NFL. That's exciting. Wow. It. I mean, it was kind of. Like, Do you it was feel nice. like you've kind of wasted your life? Well, no, I got paid a lot of money. Oh, okay, sure. You know, like well, it, that that really didn't answer Phil's question. Yeah, I mean, you could have been an engineer. It's always an easy, better job to do, and I always thought there'd be plenty of time to be an engineer later in life, but, I mean, it's later in life now, and I have done no engineering, you know? I think you still have a lot of time. I got now. a chess set in my garage gathering dust, you know? And yeah. I got to tell you, I haven't picked up the old horn in forever. Yeah. They've got new new techniques for playing chess now that you probably haven't studied. Yeah. I, new I, gambits. I don't get a whole lot of chances. And you know how I love gambits. Oh, I'm oh, sure. I love me some gambits, you know, but but then the Jets come along and, oh, we'll pay you $6 million. And who, who turns down $6 million? I thought this was going to be a very happy interview. Yeah, no, I know. I was not interview. ready for it this. It seems like it should have been, but I got to say, it just... I mean, here's the thing. Playing for the Browns is the sort of thing that breaks your spirit. Oh, you know? yeah, that's not good. That's Play- and, and, and honestly, playing for the Browns was nothing compared to playing for the Lions. Sure. God, that was terrible. Also bad. Yeah, and uh, uh, and then there's also been a series of teams like the Bears. Storied franchise. Grand old history there. Not when I was on the team. Oh, no. Sure. Not the George Hallis days. So... Yeah, I was really looking forward to hanging it up, but it's just every single time, it's like, oh, I'll just play this one... One more contract, you know, and then as soon as that's done, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to want me anymore, and I can just go back to engineering. And then, 
sure enough, here are the Jets knocking on my door. Let me ask you something, Josh. What's that? If tomorrow morning you woke up and you had that mythical number of what would make you set for retirement, which I'm guessing in your mind is about $100 million, what would you do? Wow. What would you do with your life yeah. if you didn't have... Because I, I, I understand you're probably setting up. You want your kids to be set for life and maybe their kids to be set for life. And so, yeah, $6 million per season. So if you had all of that money, if you oh, had right. all the money that you could possibly dream of, what would you do? In the, what would you wake up and do in the morning? God, I think I'd go to clown school. Well, you should go to clown school then. Go do it. Well, it's, there's always time for clowning later. You, you can make $6 million being a clown. No, yeah, I but don't I, think no, you're no, did not. it, I bet. Well, I, I want to be a rodeo clown. Oh, never yeah. mind. You're screwed. Oh, it's much more dangerous, Josh. Well, I know it's more dangerous, but I just I grew up in Texas. I always liked the rodeo. Sure. And, uh, the clowns were always my favorite part. You know? I just... I don't know what to do, guys. You ever gotten a series of professional opportunities that was just impossible to turn down, but... Wasn't really what you wanted to do with your life? Well, that's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's that's why I'm on this podcast, too. So we got that in common. Jeepers. Thanks for coming on the show today, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> jumping Jehoshaphats. It's uh, it's good to be on here. Thanks for having me on. And God, I really really hope I'm not on again, because that'd probably mean I sign another contract. I, I hope your option kicks in and you're, you're on for the Jets for at least oh, another season. Oh, God, that would kill me. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports is an article. <laughs> Israel's World Baseball Classic mascot, Mench on a Bench. Mench on a bench? Mench on a bench. I was going to make a joke about it being Jewy the Jew, and I was oh, not Joel. Sure. I'm sorry. Uh, what's wrong with that? You can't. You're not. You don't. It just it, sounds hateful coming Jew, out of your mouth. Jewy, I don't think, is a yeah. accepted term. I think that's kind of yeah. uh, off color, inappropriate. Yeah, really? not cool. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are you. you, you this, this is an article from March 7th, 2017. Okay. Mention a bench, though. Yeah, well, I guess that's a just mensch. Yiddish. Yeah, you know a mensch means a good, yeah, guy. A good person. I, yeah, you're I mensch. I concede the point. Okay, <laughs> to all of our Jewish listeners, I'm sorry. Also, yeah. briefly, let's uh, World Baseball Classic just wrapped up this week. Yes, yep. this is from March seventh, and so Team USA won yeah. with yeah. the help of Ian Kinsler, who is of Jewish descent. There we go. Perfect. Oh, that's right. I always yeah. forget that. So there you go. Uh, Team Israel has two victories in the World Baseball Classic so far as of March 7th uh, with a, a 2-1 to one win over South Korea and a 15-7 to seven win over Chinese Taipei. Wow, so they beat uh, South Korea? Chinese yeah, Taipei. Right? That's Chinese pretty good. Taipei. Those, are, those are both relatively strong baseball squads. Apparently Israel, a yeah. little bit stronger. Who the hell's on Team Israel? I don't, Joel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the sports outsider, man. <laughs> All right, I'll let you get through the article. All right, so obviously they're off to a good start in their first ever WBC tournament, and the team has a good luck charm that may be helping them meet Mensch on a bench. <laughs> uh, this guy is the Jewish answer to the popular Christmas toy and story Elf on a Shelf. Have you ever seen those, Joel? <laughs> I, that, that's, it's a little book and a stuffed animal. Yeah, that's one of those things that like I think uh, people found out about on Facebook after I quit Facebook. Oh yeah, I had I had no idea. Elf what on it a was. shelf was a big thing in Michigan growing up. The families would read the book and like, the elf. The parents would I, move the elf to different. I never places had this but growing my, up. Yeah, 
Elf on the Shelf's been around forever. I've ever heard. I've heard of it. Like I've heard people mention Elf on the Shelf like six times in the past like six months, and I had never heard it once in my it's, life before then. It has been around a That's long time. It's been around a while. Crazy. Yeah. I, I never had it growing up. My sister is a kindergarten teacher, <clears throat> which is greatest. She can tell them anything, and they believe it. Of course. So it's like it's basically a kindergarten teacher is basically like being God. Right. And uh, and the pay is about the same. Sure. And so, it, but she does an Elf on the Shelf, and his name's Elliot. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things like she tells him, you can't touch the elf or else, you know, Christmas won't come. And so they just yeah. like, oh, my God, they like, like build a protective barrier around him. Yeah. And they like worship him, like not unlike, I don't know, uh, something out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. So it's like yeah. A Groundhog's Day situation. Would you relive December 22nd like in perpetuity? I don't if- think that's how the story goes, Joel. Well, no, Christmas like you, would well, never come. Christmas would oh, never come, meaning yeah. the presents. Didn't, right, the presents would say come, you'd yeah. skip Christmas. No, they're talking about uh, Christmas as pr- gifts. The this date is would really come kind of go. freaking me out. Why, why is it I had never heard of this once in my life until recently? Like, I, I thought it was like a, like a Facebook fad. Uh, I don't know, Joel. But we spent the entire Wide World of Sports talking about why you don't know what Elf on the Shelf is. Because I get a good answer to this. Because it's a blind spot, Joel. It's a blind spot. You missed it, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry you did. But more importantly, they have a mensch on a bench for Team Israel. Mensch on a bench. Uh, uh, So uh, here's what Corey Decker, who was the designated hitter for Israel's upset win over South Korea, said about their mensch during a news conference. He is a mascot, he's a friend, he's a teammate, he's a borderline deity to our team. He brings a lot to the table. Do you want to see a picture, Joel? There's what the men shot a bench looks like. <laughs> oh. He's he enormous. Looks, he's a gigantic stuffed animal holding a candle. I was imagining like a beanie baby. With a big uh, gray mustache. Uh, here's, a, here's another uh, thing that Decker told the SBN. Every team needs their Joe Boo. Decker said, he was ours. He had his own locker. We even gave him offerings. Manny Shevitz, Gelt, and Gefilte Fish. <laughs> they treat their mensch well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seems appropriate. Joe Boo needed rum, so the mensch on a bench needs Manny Shevitz. Yeah. Right? And if Israel keeps up their Cinderella journey to the WBC, they didn't. Who wouldn't want to see a major league type movie starring Mensch on a bench as a newly updated Joe Boo? I think most of America, if I'm being completely I would honest. watch that. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. I feel like you'd watch it and like five minutes in, you'd be like, oh, this is not a premise that's going to stay. As long as film. the Mensch comes to life and imparts wisdom. That's true. It can't just be a giant stuffed animal. No. Then you'd be like, no. oh, yeah. That would be tough. Uh,. From ESPN, he's everywhere and nowhere all at once, Decker said. His actual location is irrelevant because he exists in a higher metaphysical plane, but he's always near. Wait, who said this? A player said this? Yeah. Taylor? <laughs> this has been the same player saying all of these things. I think Taylor Decker's a major leaguer. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's just yeah. a great quote from a baseball player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a sense of humor about it. Yeah. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. So we need something to mention. So we can have a mascot for just a look. Citizens of Podcast Town, thank you for listening. But this brings to a close in the sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're gonna have Josh McCown give you our contact information. 
All right. Uh, okay. You know, I'm I'm comfortable in this position. If you guys want to come back, be. yeah, yeah. No, well, I don't know. You you have the Jets. I'd really love it ones. if you guys would outbid the Jets and make this really easy for me to. No, that no. we can't do. Nope. Damn it. All right. Uh, well, you can uh, you can email us at uh, sports 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 podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you know, uh, send us in uh, any anything you wanna wanna say uh, to any of us here in the podcast. Yep. Uh, so you, what emails do? Yep, you can look it up on uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's just going to be sports and then the number three uh, at Twitter or a podcast. Yep, <laughs> at twitter dot com. Twitter dot com slash sports number three podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, you you got to understand that it's you can't do sports sports sports. So it's like sports and then it's kind of like a times three but without the X for the right. Time. Exactly. So that's, that's how you understand that. Yeah. Uh, I explain that because I also feel like you should go to SoundCloud. Yep. Look us up there, and we are all at soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's true. So same same formula at play there. Thanks, Josh. You did great. You have a long future in podcasting if you ever retire. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey Joel. Joel. <laughs> you really have heard of Elf of the Shelf before. Okay, Joel. Of course. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we are. This is not we're this is not a bit. Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.